This is Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. And we've got our guest Dave with us tonight. I'm Dave. Yay, Dave. Good to be here. It's a great honor, great pleasure. And uh, why why not enjoy and indulge in a little cigar and a nice drink, talk amongst friends. Yes, well, the privilege and honor is all ours. We're going to be smoking a CAO Moontrance Torpedo today. Yes, and we've smoked the other, uh, the non-torpedo version of this on the show before as part of our CAO uh, Flavor Off, or whatever we, we are calling it. And uh, this was the hands-down winner of the best CAO flavors flavor. I'm I'm excited about this. I uh, I have not been a big fan of flavored cigars ever since my Swisher Sweets days. Yes, well, we uh, we definitely smoked some that were even worse than Swisher Sweets. So if you want that recommendation, <laughs> uh, we'll give it to you for free. You know, you're looking for the for the gift that does not keep on giving. I guess you you give that kind of cigar. It's that like, is it's true. like sending like a box of like dead flowers or something. I yes, or used condoms. <laughs> that would accomplish the same. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, so we're going to light this up. Um, you, you, Most of you listeners know Mike and my thoughts on uh, this cigar, but we'll mention them again just in case something changes with the uh, different uh, you know, cigar body shape. And we will get Dave's input as well to see if he thinks the first few puffs here are uh, good, bad, or somewhere in the middle. Hmm. Well, I'm afraid that whatever I say will not necessarily do justice to the the experience. I, cigars are a very subjective thing, aren't they? They are, and uh, you can't say anything wrong um, because we talk a lot of That's times. What I'm we talk a lot of times on the show about how you know some people might like a cigar that we don't like. We've talked about some of you know Mike and my personal preferences with cigars. Well, we mm. do have one. Uh, cigar that everybody hates and uh it is a moral question whether or not you like the blood red moon cherry flavored cigar because it is it is vile absolutely foul that, uh, that sounds like a swisher sweets on steroids oh it is way worse than a swisher sweet well it's Weed. a it's a <laughs> swisher <laughs> sweet on meth you found under the overpass yes <laughs> it is like uh unrolling the condom and using it again level bad oh. Uh, wait, I, I signed up for this tonight? Okay, got yeah. it. Uh, so initial thoughts, um, at least for me anyway, I'm always a little surprised on how sweet it is initially, uh, but not in a bad not in a bad way, not in an artificial tasting way. Uh, we've done the, uh, what was it, the Eileen's Dream, which was the other vanilla flavor that they have. And well, that, uh, that one the is... Irish cream. Eileen's oh, that was the Irish cream. Uh, yeah. What was the Bella what Vanilla? Was, oh, Bella Vanilla. That one is not as good. I, that I dated a girl, I think, by that name. Yeah, Bella Vanilla. Bella Vanilla. Um, all right, Nate. I'm down with. I, I'm in agreement. This is. Um, there's definitely quite a bit of sweetness on the initial couple hits, but I, I will say it's. It's not to the point. I, I'm going to break out the real connoisseur's vocab lingo here. Um, it, it is not cloying. It's pleasantly sweet. But it's definitely not overwhelmingly so. But but there is definitely a general kind of like rounded sweetness. Not off-putting, not right now. Mm-hmm. I think you'll like it. This is a... Uh, I've never smoked this shape, this size of Moontrance. But uh, they are very Cause the, good. Because the other one's a little shorter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the gauge on this one, Nate? Um, I don't know. We can ask... Uh, why don't we ask your mom real quick? All right, hang on. Get mom on the horn. Uh, <laughs> I can't I remember the wrapper. The wrapper uh, doesn't really right. say. She's making fun of us for smoking flavored cigars. Well, no, tell her right. to put it in the hot dish. Son of a can't believe. I think it's a fifty-two. If I remember I don't, correctly, you think you it's know what that up. that feels right to me? Yes, we're gonna say fifty-two, even though I just pulled it out of my ass. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to well, say... I thought your ass was really good at gauging cigars. So if you... <laughs> oh, there we go. What a handy tool that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if we could just, you know, sell it, you know, like in coming to right. a cigar store near yeah, you. Yeah, so, Mike's ass. Uh, some states you can, though, I think. <laughs> a man's got to no, eat. Cra- Craigslist cut that stuff out years ago. Mm-hmm. So did Backpage, those fuckers. Backpage? What the hell is that? Backpage was a, a Craigslist-like website that basically only had prostitutes on it. 
And, 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 and Mike would know this. I, well, I, I lived in the oil field for many years, so yes, yes, I do know that. I, I imagine the oil field, oil fields. This was a uh, popular. Uh, yeah, he wasn't field. actually working in the oil field. He just lived there like Gollum. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. Crawling through the muck and looking for yeah. fish to eat raw and whole. One of my uh, one of my friends when I uh, was working there, he owned an apartment complex. And he rented to a transgendered prostitute that sold ass on Backpage.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, how, how did how did they do? I mean, was business good? Uh, I guess I guess I think business was very good, from what I understand. Even though this uh, transgendered woman was uh, six foot two and had like size twelve work boots, as my friend described it. <laughs> Some guys six foot two Hawaiian. <laughs> wow! But did they wear the right brand of work boots? I, you know, I'm sure that it was uh, an American-made uh, work boot. Very patriotic. Very Had patriotic. to have been. Had to have been. Wow. Had to have been. That community always is. Yes. Uh, yes patriotic. I'm. Uh, so we're a little off topic because I don't believe that's what Dave wanted to talk about tonight. <laughs> oil <No> field <laughs> action in the oil fields. No, that wasn't. That wasn't on the uh, on the docket for tonight. So I was told. No, Dave. Yeah. Dave, here's some things that we're not going to talk about. Number one. That wasn't number one. That was like number 15 yeah, that or was something. I thought we were safe. Right. I thought we were safe here. Uh, so, Dave, well, what did you want to talk to us MP about? The MP is what we're not going to bring up. The MPs? <laughs> the MP. Oh, got it. The yeah, MP. Don't, <laughs> don't so, go there. Yes. No, no, no more talk about that. We're going to talk about the school system, are we not? Nice I, that that was my understanding, yeah, but you, you know what? Maybe education? after a few minutes, you will all get so fed up. We're going to go talk about. Well, we, I mean, you know, we had to break again. the ice a little bit. We had to draw the listeners in with something uh, tantalizing. <laughs> Got to uh, hook them. And em. now we can uh, now we can uh, educate them. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. Sorry, sorry to let you all down. Don't tune out now. It's stick around. It it should still be interesting. I I hope. Not as interesting as transgender prostitutes. Not much is. I mean, it's it's a tough act to follow. That is true, yeah. It's always right. entertaining. Well, before I start with my opinions about schools, i got to make another comment about this. That initial sweetness, yeah, it's it's incredibly subtle now. Yeah. It's just dropped, like, a good 50%. Yep. Yep. Still pleasant, you know, though. I mean, the very, very. Yeah, and it's still present, still pleasant. Yeah, it's there, but... um. You know what? If I if I had any a couple more drinks in me, I might not even necessarily be aware it was this, uh, uh, a flavored cigar. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. it's a very good cigar. We we really like it. Hmm. Very unexpected. Well, we wanted to surprise you. Thanks. In a nice yeah. way. Yes. And well, also in a we're, bad we're, way. With we're the, batting five hundred right now. So. Good cigar. You know, strange, strange introductory topic, but nonetheless, five hundred. Hey, for the major leagues, batting five hundred—that's that's still pretty good, right? All right, what do you want to talk about schools for, Nate? Why why is this important to you? Well, it's important to me because I want to know. There's so many schools out there. Which one is right for me? <laughs> it's too late, my friend. Ah, shit. Well, what do they say? It's something about like, uh, like your like the the adolescent or the child brain is just like a sponge. It's yeah. just crazy, and and so the capacity to learn when you're young is just tremendous. And the and it's it is the one of like the great ironies of life, right? How many times have you heard right? Education is wasted on the young, right? Because they, they, whatever they absorb everything. Well, I thought Whereas, it was youth is wasted. on Is the that young. what it is? It could be right. depends on who you talk to, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just for a little bit of background on Dave, Dave was in education uh, as a teacher on the front lines uh, for quite a few years, right? Makes me sound like a soldier. Well, in, well, the in these the in these times, uh, you know, you almost have to be a soldier. <laughs> did you hear that sarcasm? I did. Come on, Mike. We just met. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that uh, the real heroes we're not are a, the real heroes. Yeah, we're not a... Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. you <laughs> we're know? not a safe space. We're a safe-ish space. <laughs> no. I, do, do I, st- was, uh, I went to school to be a school teacher as well. I remember, um, I remember Nate telling me that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I worked for the no. Fargo Public School District. 
Oh, okay. So, okay. Yes. Got it. Very good. And for how long did you do that? One year. <laughs> oh! <laughs> one we got year. a veteran here. Wow. Uh, one year and I escaped. <laughs> I, well, then, then, hell, then I very much am a hero. I lasted for 18. Oh, wow. It's legal. That's uh, that's pretty. Yeah, wow. One year, but you know, but I can't say it, it's it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I think the attrition rates are huge in that profession. Huge. Right. Oh yeah, I couldn't handle. I was I did after school uh, programming, and uh, I just didn't like the politics of the school I was in. But well, can you can you comment or just kind of explain that? I mean, there's. I mean, I mean, the, I the mean, job is replete with politics. So where are you going right. with that? Uh, well, I, as an after-school programmer, we just got uh, shit on by the permanent staff or the day staff. So we would do uh, lessons in, let's say, the art room, and the art teacher would expect us to clean up uh, the, the art room for them. Uh, if Let's say that one, one specific instance was they were doing clay pottery in the art room. And the teacher expected us to clean up the clay pottery area, even though we did not use the clay pottery area. You know what I mean? Because she just didn't want to clean it up. She so probably didn't want you in the classroom at all. That's probably. She well, she probably didn't want us in the classroom at all, but that hmm. wasn't how she went about doing it. <laughs> you know, she could have said that she didn't want us in her classroom, which you we would have been better off. Classroom. Right. We right, would have exactly. been better off, but. Well, you know, you know that, little but, things like that. It is. No, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, anybody who's like, now, again, I was just a teacher. I was never like a department head. I was never great. You know, I mean, I guess I was a grade level leader. But the bottom line is, is, yeah, anybody who is not part of the, the core program, all those, what are they called? The paraprofessionals, all the classroom assistants. And it's funny because I, I bring this up because when I got here to Minneapolis, right, all my licenses were out of state. So I couldn't get a job as a teacher. I actually had to migrate that stuff over, which is a huge pain in the ass. Can I say that? Can I say I can? Yeah, we mark all of these as explicit. You can say, uh, fuck, piss, cunt, ass, whore, uh, but not damn, uh, for some weird reason. <laughs> See, you know I, I want to talk about George Carlin, right? You know that, that classic skit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What, what are the seven? Is it seven? Yes. Shit, piss, shit, piss, cock. Cocksucker, motherfucker, something, something, yeah. And tits, tits was the... Tits. Yeah, yeah that was it. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I, anyway, it's, you're absolutely right. Anybody who's a paraprofessional, who's kind of like, you know, ancillary to the core program. I mean, they are, they are not at all respected as part of the greater educational team. I saw it all the time and I experienced it when I, you know, coming to Minneapolis here, I was actually a licensed teacher, right? Michigan, Pennsylvania taught all over the world. Um, and, uh, and now I'm a, a classroom aide and you practically think I didn't exist. Oh, for sure. And I got, I think there was a lot of resentment towards us too, because uh, we did four hours a day and we got paid more per hour than a first year teacher. And we, all their after school people were school teachers. They just, there was a lot of competition for jobs at that time after the 09 crash, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people just had to take whatever work they could get. Get it. uh, they got, they got, they were PO'd because we were getting paid more per hour than the full-time teachers. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it makes for angry people, you know? I mean, it's, it's not yeah. a great, it's not a great environment from the get-go. I mean, everyone's already starting with a baseline level of anger and resentment, so I get right. that. Well, yeah, I mean, a first-year teacher is basically going to be living in poverty, for sure. <laughs> you can barely pay off your, you, you can barely make those monthlies on your, on your uh, school loans, truly. Oh, for sure. My, uh, my, my spouse is, uh, was a paraprofessional, uh, in Minneapolis and, uh, she's, I mean, she has $600 a month student loan payment, you know, it's wow. really hard to pay that when you're only making 19 bucks an hour. Right. Right. But, yeah. It's a struggle. You know, I she honestly, also left teaching. <laughs> I was going to ask you how long she lasted. Oh, she did it for 12 years or 13 years, I think. Wow. So she right. lasted a long time. But she really, uh, she has two degrees in like the special ed field. Okay. So she works Got with it. DHS now. She decided she wanted to get paid money. So. It's, it's a good idea. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Getting paid money. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, like that. Well, you know, I mean, it's like working in a school district is basically volunteering. I mean, by comparison to what they're paying you, you know. The um, you know, the funny thing is, is you pretty much everyone says that until now. Again, I can't speak to like you know the um, you know what they're paying in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, or or you know Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But I do think you know, I mean, based on my experience, you know, if you're 15 years in, you know, you're you're making a decent living. I mean, it's you're not going to get rich. You're not, you know, but you can you can live comfortably. But again, that's all predicated on whether or not you actually paid off those student loans. Right. Or a house payment. I mean, gosh, it really kind of depends. I mean, I I really don't even know how people who have children and student loans. I have no idea how people do it. I don't have children, so this is a lot of that. That simplified my life somewhat, for better or for worse. Right. I don't have children either, and I worked in the oil field for a decade to pay off my student loans. So, oil field, eh? Yeah, I worked in the oil field so I could pay off my loans. He was the uh, <laughs> pump man. Yeah. The, oh, the don't pump and dump, man. <laughs> let us not. Let us not. Die. We're all smiling here. We we've got an inside joke, but we're not going there today. <laughs> we're not are going we, there yet. We're not. We're no. Let's bring this back. Let's so, what about schools. education? Do you want to talk about? Uh, well, you know, I don't know. I don't. You know, do I? Do you come out guns blazing on this particular Might as podcast well. or? We don't like to beat around the bush. There's no foreplay here. We just uh, what, dive right in. What what bush? <laughs> Depends on what era your lady is from. Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, got it. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Um, large caliber caliber weapon. The our public schools are an effing mess. They're absolutely a mess. And I, you know, again, I think I can speak to that relatively. Uh, and you're not the first person to bring a large caliber weapon into education. Oh, goodness gracious, no. But certainly, may, and I bet you're not the first person to bring a large caliber weapon into this podcast either. Also true. No, I, I mean, I'm. it's, you know, I think, um, I, I, I don't want listeners to think that just because I don't have children, you know, that I, that I can't speak authoritatively about something like this. I mean, I mean, I was, I was. Uh, you were a teacher. I was a teacher, but you don't I think have that's to have enough, kids right? to understand to... the education system. Fair enough. You know, maybe you understand it in a different way um, when you have kids. I don't know because my daughter is not in school yet. I know I fought with a lot of my teachers, so I know education from my uh, perspective. But I was always a straight A student, and I just was sick of their shit. So I would just fight them. And so, what were you, you know, fighting about? Just anything. You know, didn't matter what. I was a, I was a smart kid, and or, you know, smart in public school doesn't mean I'm I'm not saying I'm Einstein, uh, but basically they taught our generation to take tests, and that was it. So you put a test in front of me, I can pass it. Um, and I and I've proved this throughout my life, time and time again, even on topics that I know very very little about. But if you know how to take a test, you know how to read the questions, and you can deduce which one is the right answer. Yeah, that is absolutely true. But you know, it's amazing just how far in life you can get. Just by knowing how to take a test. Yeah. And uh, I think that's sad because you shouldn't have to do all these tests. Um, because you miss you miss a big chunk of, well, you miss a big chunk of everything. If, well, if yeah. you're just taking tests, you don't get retention. You don't get, um, you know, a test can't te- you test. You can't test for people skills either. You know, you can't test for kind of a willingness to learn or, you know, what do you do when you fail or what do you, do, you know. All of that stuff. So I don't think you're out of line saying that uh, or even trying to preface not having kids as a thing because there's everybody went through school somehow because it's required in this country. So, you know, I, I mean, I do. I appreciate that. But at the same time, it, it, I, you know, let me put it this way. I went I got into grad school. I took a, what was that? Do you remember that program? Uh, what was it called? Not Kaplan. Uh, Princeton Review. We are so not the same age. I would have no idea. You have no idea what that is? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's one of these, uh, you know, grad school, like, GRE test prep things. Okay. We had, like, AP. Like, uh, did you have AP, Mike? Like, advanced yes, placement or whatever it was? But that yeah, was okay. for college. That wasn't for grad school. He's talking no, about... No, but that was in... Oh, okay. So that yeah, was, like, like, like high the school. GRE yeah, or the... you could take... Like, the like, GRE. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um... Yeah, like law, lawyers take the uh, or aspiring lawyers take the LSAT. Okay, Docs take the you. MCAT. 
This was the um, this was the GRE. Now Princeton Review, if I remember, they may have actually done like SAT prep, but I don't remember that. I mean, I didn't give a crap about the SAT at that point. I was just like, come on. I was the same as you. I mean, if I could yeah. figure if I can, you know, ace these tests in high school with my you know eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back. The SAT wouldn't be that difficult. You should at least put one hand down your pants. Fair just, enough. You know, to enjoy the experience. You, you need one to write. Just fill in the bubbles, right? Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant what your other hand is doing, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so I, SAT now. But the, the GRE, I took this, I used that program, the Princeton Review. And I will say, it was all test-taking skills. The content was meaningless. But, I, but it was brilliant. I mean, I rocked on that GRE. I got a scholarship. I didn't pay a dime for grad school. Excellent. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. Of course, I didn't finish the program, but I but I got in at no cost. There you go. So, what's the biggest? Um, what are the big things that lead you to say that our education system is fucked? Uh where do I begin? Well, I you know, I'm going to start with. Let me let me say this. I, I want to introduce something, Mike. If you've heard of this, by all means, I you know I'd, I'd love to to uh, to hear that. But you are you, Nate. We've talked about this. I think the the Pareto analysis or the Pareto distribution. Does that sound familiar to you? No. Oh, we must have had a lot more to drink that night Mike, than no. we have today. I I that's possible. I mean, we we're just getting started. So, all right, the Pareto distribution. Now, I'm I'm going to probably completely mess this one up, but my take on it is. And I'm gonna. It's gonna be oversimplified, but that's okay. It's a podcast, and we're drinking and smoking, so all all errors. That's true, forgiven. and nobody can t- contact us. So if okay. it's wrong, it's wrong. All right. The Pareto distribution is as follows, based on my understanding. You've got a hundred percent. Well, let's let's talk. Our sample here are students, right? So you've got a hundred percent of your students in your classroom, and of those a hundred percent, twenty percent of your students will absorb eighty percent of your time. Hmm. I've heard of this. I didn't know it was called that. The, yeah, and I, I want to say Pareto is the the guy who who came up with this this model, right? We uh, I've heard the saying that twenty uh, percent of the workers get eighty percent of the work done. Ah, okay. So, it, it's, yeah, the same, it's the same. It's the same use of concept. the uh, of the model. Yep. Same concept. Yes. That's it. And that's the that is fundamentally the problem because here we are. It's a public school, right? And therefore, you are trying to meet a massive range of public need, right? And, um, you know, screw it. Let's just get down to brass tacks. The bottom line is, is the kids that are the biggest pains in the asses, so therefore they're in that 20% group, right? Are It's not even that they're hurting themselves, because I think everybody reserves the right to hurt themselves. It's like, hey, if you don't give a crap, then you don't give a crap. But the, what bothers me is, is how the schools go out of their way to try and make it work for those kids at the expense of those other 80% of kids who are just showing up and trying are, to get the most out of it. Are you talking about No Child Left Behind? <laughs> I think, I, I hate to say it, I think some kids need to be left behind for the benefit of the other 80%. I, well, and, may, and maybe not left behind, but maybe uh, find an alternative learning situation. Fair enough, fair enough, and, I, and I'd be totally cool with that. So you call that 20%, right? The problem is, is that if we do that, now you're talking about a dated model for special education, which doesn't, they've tossed that out. The goal now is not isolated, you know, special ed classes, but they're looking for what they call like a a push-in model, right? Where those kids are integrated into the general program. I remember in college, I was always looking for a push-in model. (laughs) Was that only in college? Yeah, right. Yeah, only there. <laughs> you know what's funny? The minute I said that, I started thinking about push-ups. And not push-ups exercise, because I, I don't know much about that. You're talking I, about push-up bras? Or no, what? not... Well, that's not... All right. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm like a squirrel, right? Push-up yeah. bra. Like, hey. No. Um, push... Do you remember those? The They were the... I, I think it was like orange sherbet. Is this again before... Yeah, oh, like yeah, no, no. We've had... Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah, no, the there's no like... There's yes. no creamy Pop up. center. Pop up. <laughs> it's, a, it's just orange sherbet in like a, it's yeah. a cylinder with a with cardboard like a stick sleeve on, the end on it. And you yeah, like it. Yeah, you got to push through it. Yeah, those those things were awesome. I don't know if they still make them. 
I haven't seen them. They do. We got some uh, ice cream trucks that run around the neighborhood, but they never stop, so I can't ever catch it. I Uh-oh. saw one yesterday. Yeah, there was like four of them one day. We're all cruising around when my brother was here, and we were looking at each other like, there can't be that much money in running an ice cream truck. Why are there four of them right here? Isn't that something? And with yeah. the Maybe price of gas? Maybe they're not really ice cream trucks. Maybe they're, you know, Catholic front organizations, if you catch my meaning. Oh, you mean they're grooming <laughs> children. <laughs> well, it's a, I didn't say that, Nate. I didn't say that. Neither did I. Did I? <laughs> I, I you know, I I was I was going I was going with their right. part of that, that fencing ring to, uh, you know, to... Uh, Steal and and um, sell your catalytic converters. Oh well, that, take that mine. might actually be true. They <laughs> can take mine. I don't want it. <laughs> take it. So anyway, they can um, try to take mine. <laughs> and what what will what will happen if they attempt, Mike? Well, I have we a can't very say because then it's premeditated. Dog. Yeah, I cannot say or I cannot confirm or deny what will happen. Very good. But let's right. just say that I live in a very rural area. <laughs> and that God is not listening up there, <laughs> so yeah, their prayers will is, be unheeded. Yeah, this is God's country, as they say. <laughs> That's so. that is that is really that would you know. I mean, if I don't want to go into talk about guns, but that that is America's army, right? Isn't it truly? I guess so. I mean, I think so. Let's put it this way: um, I I hunt deer with a rifle, and the rifle that I hunt with has a scope that will adjust out to 600 yards accurately. And I have two of those. <laughs> and I'm just one guy. <laughs> well, I was, but you have two hands. But I have two hands, that's right. And you have you have two eyes. <laughs> I have two eyes, yep. Could you imagine that? So, How badass would that be? Oh my god, that'd be, I mean, I would be a movie star, I guess, until uh, reality uh, you know, came in and I hurt myself. <laughs> or until they said sure you're too you... good looking for the movies. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know if I would ever attempt to shoot uh, both of my hunting rifles at the same time. <laughs> if, if you could even come close, you know, to, to both targets. I mean, just once, just... just to say you I did know, it. Just... Right. I, if you put them on lead sleds, you could definitely do it. But uh, what's the fun in that? What's a lead sled? A lead sled is like a a device that holds the gun and you put weight in it and you can it holds ah. it perfectly steady so you can actually sight your rectangle in at whatever distance you want. <laughs> he so he that said the rectical. gun itself is accurate, you know. The gun is perfectly accurate at that point. Yeah, like a and sighting bench. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's like a sighting bench, but you it's know, a tool it's what, that you would use. It's what it's what non hillbillies call a sighting bench. Well, Lead Sled is actually a specific brand. Oh, okay. Oh, it's yeah. a brand name. Okay, okay. It's a brand name. Yep. So where where the hell were we? <laughs> you were talking about um, pushing You're in the about uh, special ed the kids. People keep the smart people down by taking up all the time. That's yeah. that is time. that is it. And and again, unfortunately, that that model of special education that most public schools are using now would not permit you. I'm sorry. Here I am. I see. I'm getting very emphatic. Nate's like, stop. No, the damn no table. well, yeah, stop pounding the table, right, but, I'm, you know, right, be emphatic. Fine. But I am emphatic, and I and I truly believe that that, um, despite all good intentions, this is hurting that other eighty percent. I agree. I guess I remember uh, public high school didn't happen in college, but in public high school and in middle school especially, they would team up one of the problem students with one of the top students in the class. And the teacher would basically abuse the top students and uh, use them as a shield to keep the dumb students from failing. Yeah, you got to get those averages. Would just steal or copy off of the work of the smart student, and that way they wouldn't fail out. You know that, that that's that's awful, and that's not fair to that. I mean, that is nowhere near fair to that kid. Well, yeah, I was I in one that's of those awful. student relationships my entire time in school. I'm not going to say which half of that I was, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here now, and that's what counts. That's right. But I'm here. Yeah, I, I graduated. So <laughs> I'm here now. I, but no, so, in all seriousness, I, I when I was in middle school and high school, I, it was obnoxious until I got into AP classes because uh, 
I was always with like the worst student in class as a study partner, always. And the teachers always chose your partners who you sat next to and everything, you know, that is, I, I think that is a huge injustice. And if I were your parent, I'd be flipping out at that time. I would have flipped out. I'd have been absolutely not. But at the same time, I want to, you know, I do want to, I want to roll this back a little bit because I think we need to kind of clarify when we're talking about, you know, students with, you know, special needs or exceptionalities. I think that's the word that we use in the trade is exceptionalities is that, you know, some kids, uh, it's, you know, they have learning needs, but they're not bad kids. They're not like, you know, just ridiculous, you know, distracting trolls. They're, they just have no, learning I wasn't needs. with, uh. A, a, a person with a learning disability. I mean, I'm talking, they'd put the shithead kid that should have been at ALC. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, that's, yeah, I'm not talking about the a special okay. needs child or anything yeah. like that. I'm talking the shithead kid that probably the, shouldn't be there. They should be in a different school. This is, uh, this is, this is, these are the kids I'm talking about. I'm really, I'm glad we, we clarified that from the get go because your listeners are going to think we're a bunch of, you know, callous assholes. Well, no, no, no. if they don't know that by now, okay, then we oh, just removed yeah. all doubt. <laughs> uh, let's do a quick cigar check. I think I'm over halfway done. Oh, I'm more than halfway. I'm puffing yeah, yeah. on this thing. Um, what do you think, See, Dave? I'm only halfway done. You guys are going crazy here. What the hell? Well, it's windy here, and I want to keep it lit. Um, <laughs> That's why the guys in the golf course they already they always smoke like you know the yeah. mediocre cigars because yeah. the wind smokes half of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. It's I am shocked that a flavored cigar can be this mild, you know, this smokable. I, I'm 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 really surprised. I mean, Nate, I th- I thought because you so you said so many positive things about this between the time that you first smoked these and the time that we're podcasting now, I really was kind of expecting to be underwhelmed, and that's not the case. No, and I think your pairing of drink is uh, is good and helpful. Whiskey, Canadian whiskey. Yeah, I think if you went with something sweeter, it might. I don't know. You know, I don't know if you want to go sweet, sweet. You're having beer. I'm having beer. How's it's that combination? Good, real okay. good. You know, I don't know. I just think if you drank like a really, really sweet drink, it might you might not like this as much. Um, you know, that's a good question because, Mike, what are you drinking? Uh, I drank a Stella for the first half, and I'm drinking a Nordeast right now. Oh. So, okay. I'm, Pairing it with a beer as well. Two different beers. Though. So when you smoked this before, what were you drinking? I've smoked many of these. A lot of them. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, have I, you, smo- one have you smoked one with anything sweet? Yeah. Wait, you guys, yeah, I have. You, you podcasted the, um, was it the Howitzer? Right, right last yes. time? Yeah. Yes. Okay, but so, so you did not podcast this particular cigar. Not the Torpedo. Uh-huh. We've done a Moon Trance, but not the Torpedo. Okay, got it. Same we, we cigar. A, a Trance that was a Robusto. This oh, is, I probably uh, enjoy that longer. too. Okay. Yeah. All right. um, you know what? I'm just going to say that I enjoy it. I don't like the uh, I don't like the draw. I feel like the draw is a little not as good as the Robusto. Yeah, that Robusto size is it's just like lighting in a bottle, you know? Yeah, this is good. It is uh, wonderful. I just, you know, I think the, because of the taper... Um, and the length is just not a good combo. See, you know, which which would beg the question, do you think it's a function of the cigar and the construction, or do you think it's the cut? I mean, this is a guillotine cut. Uh, we should have the best airflow. I would figure, right? With a, with a guillotine cut. Um, I uh, had a fr- I have a French cut on mine today as well. I did not do a cross cut. The French cut. The French cut. H- hence, hence guillotine? Yeah, hence guillotine. Uh, guillotine. Oui, oui. <laughs> I usually do a uh, cross cut with a V cut. I like the V cut. I like yeah, the. V I like cut a V cut as well. So. But. No, it's a very smokable. I'm, I think Nate, it's interesting. I hadn't thought much about the draw. Yeah. Because I'm just kind of I'm enjoying the flavor that much, so yeah. I can't say I'm really paying attention to the draw. But I I see where you're going with that. It's not it's not a consistent. It's not as smooth or as draw. open as some of the other ones where you can really get. A mouthful. Even with the Robusto, yeah. you know, you can get that, that mouthful of the smoke. You can taste the, you can bring it all in. You can taste the vanilla. You can taste the tobacco. And um, and this one is just a little restrictive. Uh, so that would be my only complaint. Still very smokable, very good. Um, What's the price point on these anyway? 
Uh, I got these for five, uh, what the hell was it? Three dollars a piece online. That's a bargain. A bargain. It's a freaking steal. It's a freaking steal. Yeah. At a cigar shop, I think they're seven to eight dollars. But if you get them online when they're on sale, you can get them for about three bucks a stick. No, I don't think you're going to get a better cigar for that price point. Truly. Oh, it's... Like I say, we I think the first time we talked about it, this is like the 870 Wingmaster, right? It's more than the sum of its parts. There's just something about it that is uh, magical, borderline magical. The um, so. have we, are we going to do a podcast for like the best value cigars? I I would right. say if if you did, this is going to be on your yeah, list. Yeah, I mean, we I guess we haven't thought about that. Um, we just yeah. our first kind of like series of podcasts where we did all the flavors uh, okay. from CAO. Okay. And then okay. we've got uh, we've got the uh, countries uh, from CAO and we've got the all the nubs. Yep. And um, we got a couple different edges. Yep. And we got a couple different edges and we start with the howitzer. But uh, yeah, but I mean, honestly, I, I've got to tell you, props to you both because I, I mean, here I was thinking, okay, this is another cigar with, uh, or another cigar podcast with dudes smoking hoity-toity cigars that blue-collar Joes like myself can't regularly afford. And you know what? This is a three dollars. I mean, yeah. I can buy the cigar with some frequency. Yeah, it's great. Even I at eight bucks, you can buy it at my house at all times. Because, no, I think uh, that's my wife loves these fucking things. So Your wife smokes up, cigars. Yes, yes, she does. Okay. I got I got her started smoking cigars and pipes as well. Um, My wife will smoke cigars as well uh, from time to time. Uh, I think she I think she had one of these, didn't she, Mike? Yep, yep, she's had one of these. Uh, I think at the party we were at last month. Oh yeah, yeah, and I I believe she liked it. Wait, yes. what? There was a party. I wasn't invited. You were invited to the party down here. It was oh, it was that party? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. we had another party up there. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Not my call, man. Excluded again. Parties happen wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, the party follows Nate, not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, that, and it's that in my I pants. Understand. What was that, Nate? I'm sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> the party's in my pants. The party's fucking, in my pants. Why don't you, you know fucking jack wagon. <laughs> <laughs> jack wagon? <laughs> fucking jack wagon. Well... I've never, never heard anybody heard that one pull that one. No, that's my first. Well, he's time. got a new insult now. Exactly. <laughs> we're uh, see. I told you this episode would be educational. This I'm no. very that's and of course. So we're sticking. So we are on topic, right? We're talking about right. education. Um, what I've I got to tell you though. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I just got to say, if we're going to talk real quick about uh, about unusual curses, I want to get back to our topic. But I love. And I was just thinking about this today. I have no idea why this stuff just suddenly appears and just like pops into my brain. But I love, I don't even, I guess it's a curse, but it's such a mild one. It's when you call somebody an asshat. I love that one. It's the best one, probably. An An ass, you've heard that one, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's such a good one. It sounds so benign because, you know, I mean, ass is now like, I, I guess, according to the, the, uh, scale of severity, it's still, it's pretty low these days. Well, it's lower than a lot of things that used to be ex- perfectly acceptable to say. Yeah, so. It's like lower than the tummy, a little lower than the hips. Yeah. It's above the lower above the lower thigh. <laughs> yeah. That depends yeah. on the ass. That is very That's true. true. <laughs> yeah, that is trust very true. me, I'm an expert. <laughs> you can trust him. He's pre-med. Well, the next time we have uh, Dave on, we'll do the... Uh, have have him on as the ass expert. I, ass I, expert. I could I can talk at great lengths about this topic. All right, but um, I would need a few more drinks to get there anyway. Now the night is young. All right, fetal, as some people say. <laughs> the night is fetal. It is it is preformed. But can it? But can it be aborted? It is rudimentary. Naughty right. naughty. All right, <laughs> carry on, Dave. What the hell? Please. I think I think a bird just shit my drink. It could be the uh, tree. Oh, is that the cigar tree? You have a cigar tree there, right? Yeah, we have a cigar tree. Oh, We've it's... got some other fucking things here, um, but stuff's always fallen off of this tree. 
And one time we were doing a podcast, I had a beer oh, can. Oh, shit. There it is. It's not. A, look at that. It's a little inchworm. Oh, yeah. He's got a little inchworm in his beer. Here's whiskey. Well, he came um, close, actually. He landed right next to it. Yeah. He's kind of cute, though. You know You know what? Uh, the important thing is Dave's whiskey is safe. It's uncontaminated by Mother Nature. I Listen, I'd probably drink it even if the damn worm was in there, right? We do that with tequila. Well, alcohol is um, a purification agent, right? So, uh, absolutely. Isn't isn't he isn't he a cute little guy? I've heard that before. <laughs> I do not want to know the context of that conversation. No, no we'll skip that. <laughs> isn't that crazy? It's like he came down like like it like he actually had some mass to it, but I guess it's just an ordinary inchworm. But all right, good for you, buddy. I won't mess with you. All right, anyhow. So, uh, all right. So, getting back to the topic, I'm I just I'm very glad. I think this is where we left off. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I really I'm glad that we clarified early on in the show that we're not talking about kids with learning needs. We are talking about about asshats, right? I have to say I do enjoy how Dave says early on in the show, and we're just about done with the cigar. Wait a oh oh shit! Wait, that's the premise of the show, right? We only we end the show when the cigar is smoked. Is that it? Yeah. Well, that then is the, what the hell? The I have two inches well, up to my cigar. I've been, I've been robbed. We, we've hardly touched on the topic. <laughs> well, you know what? The night is young. Uh, we might have you on as a guest for next episode. We'll have to wait and see. Does that mean we, we don't... We, do we continue this subject of education? Or? Yeah. yeah we, we've got yeah, this much left of the cigar. Education, part two. Oh, education. No, well, the sequel. Yeah. Children Maybe. are bad. Possibly. I think that's what we're getting at here. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't parent your child, they'll grow up to be an asshat. <clears throat> yep. I think, you know, but that's that's the big that's the thing we've really left out here. You know, what is the parent's role? And I, you know, I mean, and again, you're a young parent, Nate, so I think you can certainly appreciate, but yeah, if, and I think, you know, we did talk about this a little bit, um, you know, with the uh, Florida what one side of the political spectrum is calling the don't say gay bill. Um and the other side is uh, calling the don't groom our children um to be sold into sex slavery. Uh, you know, and I think that's part of the thing is like the parents these days, and I don't know when the change happened and, and somebody in education might know. Um, and maybe it's from the TV as the babysitter generation, because oh. the, if the parents aren't talking to their kids and teaching their kids things and telling their kids all about, uh, you know, like I don't think the school or the government should be telling their kids about the birds and the bees. I think that should be on the parents. Um, you know, there's definitely know. a fine line there where I mean, there's a fine line. And, the, the and you know, there are the parents that don't have that just they're not functional families or they're, you know, whatever. And somebody's got to fill that gap in. But I don't think the school sex ed talk should be the first time any of these kids are hearing about this, you know, in an ideal world with, you know, idea, you know, functioning families or whatever, however they define functioning. Um, that's just my my thoughts and opinions on that. The issue becomes that most, I don't know about most, but many children do not have functional parents. They, they're not functional adults, you know. Oh, and I agree a thousand they're percent. Not, yeah, that's a really good point. They're, if you, you know, dysfunctional adults create dysfunctional children. One of the best quotes I ever heard was, imagine how stupid the average person is. Now imagine that half the people are dumber than that. <laughs> you know. Yep. <laughs> it's been very this has been a very uplifting podcast. Well, and if you want to stop the cycle of bad parenting, uh one of the best books I read that was very interesting to me and I won't tell you why. Um it was called Adult Children of Emotionally Um Immature Parents or something. That was the sure. title? That's Yeah. But it was it was fantastic. It was great. It showed but uh you know, just about some of that stuff where the parents aren't present or the parents were never modeled the right behavior. And it goes back, you know, it talks about just, you know, if your parents were like this, it goes back generationally. It's not, you know, they learned this somewhere. It's a learned behavior. You know, so, and, or, uh, but it's a good book. I'd, I'd highly recommend checking it out. I think, um, I think you would like it, Dave. Oh, I think um, I would. I, the title does not sound particularly engaging. Don't no, it sounds awfully dry, but it's written in a, in a very, like, easy to understand manner. Okay. Right. Uh, so, you know, title, Dave. the title sucks. You may not know this, but there's a book called The Adult Children of Alcoholics. 
And there's another book called The Adult Children of Narcissistic Mothers. And they're all along the similar lines of, like, if your parent was an alcoholic, you probably have these personality traits you're not even aware of. And, you know, or if you had a narcissistic mother, you probably have these personality traits that you might not be 100% aware of. So it's kind of like the chicken soup for the soul thing? Like there's chicken soup for Yeah, this. but less God. Okay. Yeah, way less God. Yeah, yeah, more science. But but that but seriously, this is kind of like a series, right? Well, That's I don't know. If it's not a series. I don't know that they're all written by the same person. I don't think they're all written by the same person. Um, but they're all but they're written by theme. psychologists, yes, um, and scientists or whatever that uh, want to help explain things. And at least I haven't read the other two, but the one I'm talking about, um, it's kind of helping you as the adult child cope with some of that trauma that your parents may have unwillingly or unknowingly gave to you oh i'm i'm freaking really aware how much trauma they gave to me yeah yeah yeah. but it explains it not so that you necessarily uh have less anger at them but you it like it puts it in a very understandable um thing but that's you know the asshat kids aren't going to read okay um so it's not going to help them parents you know or their asshat parents won't read either um but yeah but i you know i think that's a really important distinction and um and one thing I will say, I mean, I, I guess I got to talk fast now. Like I've got like an inch of cigar left. Um, I, I just want to mention, I just feel like you know what you're getting into when you contact a parent, right? And we did. I mean, like, I don't even know how the hell we found time for it. But, you know, the objective was, hey, before you refer that kid, have you contacted the parents? Like, well, the kid is, is you know, is smacking other kids, is completely incorrigible. Right, can, can't get him to sit down, um, but you want me to just contact the parents first. Got it. But when parents reply and they say, "Hey, from eight until three, he's your problem. You're screwed. You know it." Pretty much. And it's really it's unfortunate, you know. I mean, that's the whole thing. I think a lot of parents are thinking, "Okay, you're not really a teacher first and foremost. You're just a surrogate parent." But at the same time, can we excuse the fact that? really the primary teacher role is in fact the parent it's not the school teacher well and i think we have a fucked up system uh, just in general because you pay taxes to pay for the education you can pay extra to send your kid to a non you know government school so you're already paying for it somebody's paying for it uh the kids are legally required to be there so it's a law you know it's like so i can see where a lot of parents say well i'm already paying for it my kid's legally required to be there. They can't run out on the babysitter. Uh, I get eight hours a day to do whatever I want. You, really, you know, it's funny. I've never thought that you think that's the perspective that they're Well, taking. I don't know. I mean, that's not my perspective, but it, I mean, think about it. It's I mean, not that unreasonable. You're being forced no, I, by the government to pay for this school. Your kid is being forced by the government to go to that school. If they don't go to that school, both of you are in trouble legally. And, you know, I don't know. Huh. You know, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, even if that were... I'm not trying to justify no, it. No, I, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. But I think at the same time, if that's... I mean, that's still a very sorry, just a horrible attitude, if that's in fact, you know, the way America, it America, we're number one. Wow. I don't think most people want children. I think that uh, we have a selfish society, and selfish adults make selfish decisions. And a lot of children are mistakes that their parents don't actually want. And uh, well, and maybe not mistakes, Mike. Um, maybe that child was the child that was supposed to fix the parents' relationship, but the parents never learned how to communicate with one another. And I would still consider that a you know, mistake. I mean, well, it's the a parent mis- might you know, not consider it a mistake. But yeah, if your child is supposed to fix a problem in your relationship. That's a mistake. Uh, you know, and how many times do I, we see or no examples like that? I mean, come on, Mike. I mean, you're you've hit it. That is it. How many times do we do we hear stories like, you know, couples like, you know, their relationships in the rocks. And for whatever reason, the most harebrained frickin idea ever is like, hey, let's have a child. This will solve things. Right. Which doesn't solve so, anything. All this is a stressor. It's like getting a so, dog to fix a relationship. It's not going to work. Dogs are still pretty cool, though. Well, yeah, but they're also <laughs> Catholic time terrorists. You know what I mean? They're horrible. <laughs> So, Mike, here's a question for you. Do we get the roach clips to give Dave 
uh, three or four more minutes, or do we invite him back next episode? I was going to make a joke about you having a roach clip factory over there, but that's way too much of an inside joke <laughs> for anybody other yeah, than it's, you. Uh, and, uh, appreciate it's uh, it. jokes within jokes within jokes, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's, you're lost. I mean, I know what a freaking roach clip is. I have no clue what you guys are talking about. That's as intended. <laughs> um, that is that is what is intended. Yeah. It's pretty funny though. I you know I, I I can't remember the last time I saw a roach clip. Does anybody actually smoke pot anymore? It's like all it's all edibles now. It's all vapes. I don't know. It That's is. a question for law enforcement and not for this podcast. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's legal here, and then it might be a question for this podcast. Right. right uh, do exactly. you uh, edit out most of our anti-law enforcement ranting? I think you do, don't you? I don't. Oh, you Fuck don't. Fuck the cops. Fuck the police. Did you did you edit out your uh, suggestion for uh, the Uvalde yes, Police Department? Did. I did. I edited that out. <laughs> See, now, I, now I've definitely got to go back into that podcast and listen to that bit. So, um, you know, just so the listener is aware, because there are what I would call stimulants involved in this podcast – uh, you know, whether it be uh, uh, beer or liquor. Or reds or blues or. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and the ultimate killer of all time, tobacco. Uh, sometimes we get into things and uh, we say things because we're riled up or fired up. And uh, if it's not not the message we wanted to share or not the thing that we, you know, like sometimes you can say something and people who know you know it's a joke. And if you say it out in the world uh, and people don't know you and don't know it's a joke, then it can get a little dicey. So uh, we're just trying to keep this podcast friendly, as friendly as we can. Um, our mission is you've always done a, you've to done a fine job. Our mission is always to educate and encourage conversation and uh, you know, learning more about different topics and things and not necessarily to, you know, force our opinions or our uh views on you the listener but we do want to where we i mean it would be nice to have some influence i mean wouldn't, wouldn't it be kind of i mean i don't know i mean call me crazy but i would think the objective of a podcast is in fact to I to think, influence i mean you can't force anything you can't well, force anything this is what i want i would like for this podcast and mike you can correct me if i'm wrong because i don't want to speak for you Sure. I would like this podcast to make enough money that we can smoke for free for the rest of our lives. Uh, that's about that's it. That's a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, as of right now, I think that every listener we have, we personally know on some level. So, uh... Except for our listener in Belgium. Shout out to you. Do we have a listener in Belgium? Yes, we do. Do, do, hey, we, do we have a... I and I, I just, I just want to say there... in uh, the Netherlands, too, for our listener in Belgium. I just want to say... Um, Secretly, they're my favorite. Uh, sorry, Keith. Uh, but Keith is also my favorite. So thank you, too. Yeah. Keith, you have the same sign in your bathroom as I have in mine. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and I got naked in both, and I got yelled at in both. <laughs> so Mike, Mike and Keith have a half bath, and they both have the same sign. It says, get naked. Just kidding. This is a half bath. Don't make it weird. You're serious? Uh, honest to God. You've seen the sign? Honest to science. I've been naked in both their bathrooms. Well, then you then you, de- you defied the directive of the sign. Well, I, I did the first thing that I read, and then I kept, continued reading after I was naked. See, he's so dis- this really... He's dyslexic. You know, he's dyslexic. Right, so here we are. We're back at our topic, right? Education, right? Learning differences. Does that make me yeah. the asshat? I, I, you're I in the 20%. I don't think dyslexic makes you the That's asshat. It. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, but, but I'm really... I mean, seriously, it's like I would have felt like a real ass... Had we not gone back to really clarify, because again, unfortunately, whether it's behavioral, right, or whether it's it's yeah. it's a learning difference or learning need. I mean, unfortunately, you know, the, we the tendency is to lump those things together. They're very distinctive. Yes. Uh, so I just put my cigar out. I'm, I still I broke have out the an inch and a half I'm, left of mine. How are you so, guys smoking so fast? We're in the wind, Mike. Mother oh. Nature has taken half of our take. So, are, fish, so fish final note. Final note from you about the cigar. Uh, final note for me is uh, still a good, still a good cigar. Uh, it's up there. Um, I would do the robusto over the torpedo just for airflow reasons. Um, I felt like I was constantly trying to to force air through this, 
and to pull more smoke out of this. Um, but the flavor was consistent on point with my experience with the Robusto. So uh, if you prefer a torpedo, then get this one. Um, but I, I would go for the Robusto myself. I've, yes. I've got I've got about an inch left, and um, I'll just say this: I've really enjoyed it. What I think what I think is really interesting. I don't know if you're noticing this at all, Mike um, or Nate, if you've noticed this, but it's it's gone from sweet to almost floral. Yeah. Did you pick up those floral nuts? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yep. it's it's. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like flowers. Yeah. It's just it's it's floral. I I can't think of another adjective that would suit. But it's uh, um, but I still wonderful. enjoy it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's crazy how good they are. But here's the funny thing is, is Nate's, Nate, the goal here then, I guess at least as far as Nate is concerned, is to have a podcast that would enable him to smoke for free. But if we're only smoking $3 cigars, you've got some pretty modest goals, my man. Well, there's other cigars that are more than $3. Yes. Well, like yes, that. How right. much was that howitzer? They're probably like eight, ten bucks a piece at minimum, I imagine. Well, I know the Asylum 13 was about $14 a stick. Um, I smoked one that was a um, hexagon press, and it was chocolate and, and citrus, and it was phenomenal, and that was a $20-plus stick. Giddy up. Yeah. I can't remember what I spent on those howitzers. I got them online. I, uh, I maintain three humidors at my place, and I think Nate does as well. Yeah, I want to so, say yeah. you got... Yeah, right. Okay. Um, if... You, if, if uh, I'm assuming that many of our listeners who smoke cigars have humidors, and you can get really good deals um, if you can store them yourself, you know. And I yeah, because you can buy bulk, or you can get those deals online, and, and the price per stick drastically drops. Oh yes, yeah. It just uh, makes you wonder why more people don't do that. I mean, I've been buying cigars online for, I think probably in excess of 30 years so here's a question dave uh when you buy your cigars online do you throw them in the freezer for a day or two i've never heard of that neither had i until mike informed me yes you were supposed to put them in the that's freezer what you're supposed to do for a day really? or maybe two to kill uh any beetles that may be in there beetles because, the tobacco uh, beetles these, or whatever yeah. they are yeah tobacco hey, beetles sometimes hey, if they get an Jude. infestation uh, you know, that's I've never heard of this before. Oh, yes. Look it up. Yeah, and then uh, So you freeze them for a day or two, and then you toss them in, like, maybe even a separate humidor if you've got more than one. Um, well, I just did that because it's easier for me to keep track then of which ones are still waiting. Because you're supposed to keep them, put them in your humidor for, what, like three weeks before you smoke like, them? Yeah, about three weeks. After you freeze them. Wow. I'd never heard of that. Um, but on a side note, just how many beetles are still alive? Two. Two, just what um, Ringo and Paul. Ringo and Paul. Yeah, there was. Um, I remember I was in high school, and I got my um, I got this album, a local punk band called uh, the Meat Men, and they had a song on that album. Uh, it was uh, called One Down, Three to Go. And um, <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, I was never really a Beatles fan at that point. I mean, I was. I mean, I was listening to stuff that was anti-Beatles, yeah. right? But. But can't help but think of that song right now. What's a great album? Were so. you a big Wesley Willis fan when he was still alive? Wesley Willis. Blockbuster <laughs> video. Wow, what a difference. The chicken cow. All right, he see, I just gained... Wesley Willis, man, that's brilliant. Absolutely He played brilliant. at a bowling alley that I used to bowl at, and that was my first exposure because uh, he played live at the bowling alley, and it was You great. don't know who that is? Hey, that's hysterical, Mike. That you know who Wesley will. Like, can we, this is this is a great way to like wrap up this podcast. As a shout out to the genius of Wesley Willis. Wesley Willis, hell yeah, that is awesome. Oh man. <laughs> All right. So, do we refer people now to like you know go to YouTube? Well, right? uh, they, they'll do it if they're interested. Uh, do you have final thoughts on your cigar? Dave? I I. Me personally? Well, your opinion on this cigar is... Yeah, no, that's it. I, I think this is a winner. I think it's an absolute bargain. I'm with Nate on this. I think the draw on that particular... I don't want to think... I don't think this is a 52. I'd say best case scenario, it's a 44. Um, but nonetheless, I'd absolutely smoke it again. For $3, you can't go wrong. Right. I think they're great. Yeah, you can yeah get a I'd box, be all over You it. can get a box of 20 for $100 uh, regular price. 
and then they go on sale for about three bucks a stick twice a year. Which is interesting because so, the CAOs they really run the gamut on the price point, don't they? They do. They also run the gamut of quality. They're not <laughs> as we discovered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like CAOs, but some of them are better than others. You know, they're not all created equally for sure. You did the country series, you said. Uh, we haven't done it yet. We've got that uh, in the humidors ready to go. Ah. Um, so I'm excited about that one too, but we didn't want to do two CAO uh, series. Because that know, would look like together. an endorsement, wouldn't it? Well, we tell everybody that we're not sponsored by anybody right now, yet. Yet, um, CAO, yet. Uh, feel free to give us a, uh, a yeah. contact. I mean, anyone, it. feel free. I will um, sell I out as quickly as humanly possible. <laughs> 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 and it That's won't take awesome. much. <laughs> Very true. So, well, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next episode. All right, Mike. Good times, Nate. Thanks so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Had a ton of fun. Thanks for coming, Dave. Yep.